these kind of technologies never get used for the things that you wish they were used for. The state of Hawaii spent $37 million on various kinds of technology to fight COVID-19. Well, we'd hate to let all that investment go to waste now, wouldn't we? Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen <laughs> Green. And this episode of Right Angle, like all the others, is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Like us and share us. Do whatever you can to advance the message. We are grateful for all of it. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Hawaii did spend this $37 million and they got things like a, a an app out of this uh, to help them fight COVID-19. They also uh, somehow decided to use facial recognition software, I believe, in airports and places like that. And there's a state senator whose name is Glenn Wakai, and I hope I'm mispronouncing his name, uh, who said <laughs> this, getting rid of facial recognition cameras and thermal screening is a ridiculous idea. We are moving toward a day when I don't need a uh, I can't read my writing. I don't need a phone or card. We just use our face to get access and pay for things. Now, Steve, the future is upon us, and we have a, a state government official, a senator in this case, suggesting that while that technology could be very useful for helping to fight COVID-19, there are all kinds of other uses that we could find for web apps or I'm sorry, for apps and facial recognition software and thermal screening devices. Uh, do you think it'll all be great, cool things like, you know, being able to book a, a time at a state park or tourist location? Or can you imagine some other uses for this technology? Well, first, I'd just like to say I can't believe they spent $37 million on this because most state governments won't even get out of bed for $37 million. That's, right. that's, that's quite a bargain. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what they spend to, to study the problem. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, talk about value for your wasted dollar. Uh, no, uh, there's no value here. This is the destruction of value, and that value is liberty. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened in Canada. You tried to send money through GoFundMe to support the truckers and GoFundMe before they returned the money, tried to give it to other groups. They were just going to say, yeah, you can't support the truckers. We're going to give your donations to groups that we approve of. Um, this idea that your face, I don't mind my face unlocking my phone. I hold that. It's in a little secure enclave on the chip. That's fine. But the idea that my face is my payment method, well, that's only good for so long as my face is still subject to approval by the powers that be. Uh, mm. You remember Operation Choke Point during the Obama administration? Well, uh, that was an effort to go after gun sales by getting credit card companies to not accept payments for guns or ammo at, at your gun store. Um, and organizations or uh, outfits, as President Joe Biden might say, like GoFundMe, have sort of privatized this idea with these uh, work, woke corporations that are going to say, who their customers are allowed to be and what their customers are allowed to do. Um, so the idea of having a government app determining this kind of thing is even scarier. Because look, when, when, when big government and big business go to bed together and they love doing that, the offspring is always the same. It's tyranny. Bill Whittle, um, there, you know, there's a significant investment in this technology, even if little Hawaii doesn't spend as much as uh, maybe your state does or mine. Uh, but uh, you'd hate to see after there's no longer the immediate need for it, what are they going to do? Just 
you know, throw it out on the back lot or, you know, sell it on eBay? Wouldn't it make sense as to be a fiscally conservative person if you would put that kind of technology to use for other purposes of state government? I completely agree. I think the idea of having spent, you know, $38 million of taxpayers' money and just chucking it in the garbage is is madness. I think, frankly, that that this technology could best be used to make a, a very, very nice artificial reef just <laughs> off the coast. Uh, something that, that would allow the tourist industry oh, yeah, snorkeling. Yeah. It doesn't have to be very deep, not like the big ships or anything. Just, just no. take it all in a, in a couple of big boxes and sink it all just a couple hundred yards offshore, and then you'll start to get a whole fish community yeah. and people can go and look at, at, at the, the bullet they almost dodged. Um, or did dodge in that particular case. Uh, my right angle this week is on the situation in Shanghai and 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 basically uh, what what we can learn about the the the, the nightmare of this dystopian Communist Party uh, regime, which is now no longer you know feeling like Blade Runner, it now actually looks, sounds, and 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 tastes like Blade Runner. Um, what we learn about these technologies is that any technology that can be applied will be used to to try to control people by people who have that gene about controlling other people. That that anytime you come up with a new technology, you really need to be looking at what damage can be done with this thing. And this is the lesson that that I think many of us have come to learn over the last 25 years, especially over the last 10 or 15 years, where things that just seem great, internet, great, uh, you know, uh, Facebook, fantastic, you know, a chance to connect with my cousins that I haven't spoken to. Well, yeah, well, now it's a chance to control information flow to people. And, and the same for YouTube, which used to be a place where you could host your videos. Now YouTube is a place where you can host the videos that the people who run YouTube want you to host and not the ones that they don't, and on and on and on. So, when you get into facial recognition technology, Scott, you have just, if you say that we're going to keep the stuff and we're going to employ it, the only reason to employ it would be either to produce a, a cashless society, which sounds very convenient if, you know, reaching behind you for your wallet two or three times a day is too much physical labor for you. <laughs> but, but since, since you're, your finances will be connected biometrically to your face. We'll say face, DNA, fingerprint, retina, whatever. Then as Steve pointed out, if for some reason the people who have power over the banks, like the government of Canada, let's say, don't like your face, then your money is gone because your money doesn't live on a card anymore. Certainly doesn't live in the cash in your wallet. Now you and your face, your money, your resources, your health care, your rent, all of it are connected to you and they're not independent of you. They're not something that you can access. And so if the government doesn't like your face, uh, and your facial recognition uh, technology is there, then they can decide to vanish your money, as they did not just with the, the GoFundMe thing, but the actual truck drivers had their bank accounts zeroed yeah. by the government because they felt like it. And and all of these technologies need to be, they need to be, the, not the technology, the instruments, the actual devices need to be dumped in the ocean. Facial recognition technology, as a small example that I've been using a lot, is very handy for doing things like computer animation of, uh, of uh, facial motion capture. It's fantastic for that, and I, and I use it for that. But it is the lesson of the, of the 21st century to date that any new technological advance or any new platform or any new anything like that has the potential for tremendous social harm. And we should be looking at that at the same time as we go, oh, wow, 
because while he may think it's real nice that you don't have to have a wallet, he's talking about the kind of party that would be making the decisions about whether other people look nice uh, enough to be able to buy their food for that day. You know, these kind of technologies never get used for the things that you wish they were used for. For example, I wish I had a personal facial recognition device so every time I meet somebody that I've met before, something would whisper in my ear their name. <laughs> the name, uh, uh, that that's a brilliant idea. Very <laughs> useful that app would technology. make a ton of, ton of cash. See, but th for some reason, this nobody has really seen fit to make this a consumer product yet. Um, anytime you open the door into a new area for government, uh, you can guarantee that that door will be removed from its hinges and will never close again. And that's the problem when you get into an emergency situation with government and or something that they say is an emergency and they say we need emergency appropriations of funds. And then who's actually watching how they're going to spend those emergency appropriations of funds? If you stand up against it, what do you want people to die of disease? No, I don't want people to die of disease. Well, give us the $37 million then. Okay. And you don't really know what's going on with it. I don't think it would have occurred to me. I could see that they would buy some thermometers. I can't imagine why they would need to get facial recognition software. <laughs> I can understand developing a website, I can see no reason why you can't shut it down immediately. If you, or a, uh, an app you, that you can't just say, okay, it's over. We're shutting it down. No longer needed. It's gone. Or just have a placeholder there for the next time there's an emergency. So th the lesson here is be careful what powers you give to government, because once you give them, they cannot be taken away. Every program that's ever been started by government, I think, is still in operation today. I mean, there's probably still something going on with canal boats that was started in the early 1800s <laughs> that we don't even know about. And, and the people who are running that agency think that canal boats are the future and, it, and essential for you know, national defense. So we need to be much more careful in, in overseeing the people who do this kind of work. And we need to uh, get legislators in there who are inclined to say, we don't need to increase government's power to surveil people, whether in private or in public. There are other ways to fight disease without using this kind of um, high-tech AI kind of stuff. Um, this, this is the guy who is the state senator, Glenn Wakai. If you're in his district, you might want to take a moment to jot him a note and let your other legislators in all of the states know that this kind of technology needs to be dumped at a yard sale and sold to private industry. If they want to use it, they can reveal how they're using it. That's fine. But it should not be in the hands of government over whom we have so little control. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Odd. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 